Hey, hey, and welcome back to the eighth episode of Base Solo Podcast. At least I think it's eight. Anyways, I'm back again after a, a short little break, a little bit too long than I again uh, expected, but here I am and here we go. Today, gonna be talking about uh, uh, a little bit of that song I played right there. Then probably gonna talk about the next section of uh, my training routine, which is involved, connected to this song in a way. Also a little bit of what's going on, what's happening right now, not too much. And we'll see if we get a nice podcast out of this, podcast out of this. So yeah, let's get going. The song I played right there, uh, I found maybe like a month ago. Uh, started jamming it out. It's, uh, uh, I think it it is a jazz standard. It is found in a real book, so I guess it is standard. It's by the uh, vibraphonist uh, Gary Borten and also the bassist. Uh, Steve Swallow, who is obviously one of the greatest, greatest bass players of all time. And I think this song was made in, what, somewhere in the 70 in, uh, uh, late 70s for the Gary Burton Quartet, I think. And the song is called Country Roads. So definitely not uh, the, the country roads everybody, everybody knows. Yeah, really... Nice little blues, slow blues, funky type of a thing. Um, that that thing that I played as type of a theme for the uh, beginning and end is like <laughs> the bass part of the theme of that song. It has a melody, uh, a really interesting kind of swimming and floaty type of a melody played on the vibraphone uh, but I couldn't play that while playing the bass line and the bass line is pretty is very important to the melody to the theme also so I just decided I'm gonna play just the bass part it it is very almost uh, interesting enough to be the only melody but there is something on top of that and then played a solo because I've been working on that quite a while now. I did talk about this subject uh, a couple of episodes ago, practicing soloing over changes that uh, and not being accompanied by anyone. That's been really difficult to learn. It's a proper challenge. Even though as a bassist you usually play in uh, your solos with only well, at least not accompanied. So usually I should be able to <laughs> keep to the changes. But I have noticed that um, not having the r rhythm there for you, having to play all by yourself and not playing rhythmically in that, trying to hit the firsts and, the, and all the rhythmic things, just playing solos and melody ideas. Is really difficult 
without any accompaniment. And I sure that song right there it it did pick up on tempo at least a little bit there. I'm gonna have to listen to it back, but uh, later on. But it's not doing it perfect. But it's an interesting way. Obviously, very very uh, uh, very a very good way of working on these things on your ear and on your ideas and keeping it all together with your foot or something with keeping the rhythm that you know when the bar is gonna change and playing things and being aware of all that very interesting and very very difficult uh, maybe gonna be able to uh, one of the reasons I haven't been posting videos got a little bit <laughs> more social contact these past weeks which was pretty cool meeting some friends and starting a new training music group just a trio playing jazz standards with a guitarist and a drummer but it's really cool to get <laughs> some live playing going on with real people not just my backing tracks and all that really cool and uh, there we also uh, started to play this song I recommended it seemed like an interesting a different kind of jazz standard to play and uh, it was really nice it was uh, last week and uh, no last week this week we played it for the first time uh, on Wednesday went pretty well I don't not gonna post here maybe next week I'm gonna post a video of the practicing session at least maybe my solo maybe maybe the theme maybe the whole thing I don't know they are obviously kind of long when three guys are playing solos and uh, depending on the song this song has a pretty long theme and all that so it can get pretty long but anyways really nice song that you might want to learn if you're uh, the baseline uh, well obviously the baseline under the solos in the original version of this song country roads um, has pretty basic playing a lot of the time just really solid as Steve Walla Swallow does it but the theme as you might have heard is pretty interesting chordal bass stuffs going on a lot of the like bluesy cliches cliches happening all the time and then this really fun stuff to be working on on the bass and um, playing this with like the bass playing that and only the melody gives a really nice contrast uh, like there was no uh, harmony player in the mix it's a really nice the bass I think really works in its quirky way in its a lot of <laughs> that type of harmonies and things going on so a really good song for I think almost any bass player uh, and I well almost played it a lot of it I played it like it was for 
sick four string. I I did use the upper string a couple of times, but it's it this song wouldn't be too too, too difficult to play on a four string either. Well, maybe. interesting things going on but not like not impossible maybe an octave higher i don't know but yeah country roads uh record in f i played in uh b flat just because the real book is in b flat for some reason i don't know but i played in b flat so, yeah, yeah, and then uh, talked about the song, talked about uh, the new band thing. I hope I'll get some footage into this podcast, maybe next week, maybe week after that. See if there's some interesting things going on. Uh, with that, it's been really cool to play these jazz standards now with the band, with the four finger technique, really. <laughs> really trying to work on that but uh, have been trying to uh, be very uh, conscious about the fact that uh, what i want the walking sound to be like i'm not uh, i'm not throwing in too many like these chordal six string stuff there i want to keep it i want to keep it simple to just as a walking if there's a solo or even as if there's a theme and there is themes on the other songs, obviously, a lot more known jazz standards. And I've been noticing that I... A lot of the time go for just my thumb and the palm mute things going on. And it seems okay. I do enjoy it. It seems working. It's maybe kind of cliche for doing the double bass sound uh, and I'm gonna probably c- keep uh, like investigating and trying out new things it's a pretty open group right now only for training not too serious with like gigging or recording or anything so I think I'll be doing a couple of <laughs> silly tricks now and then now and then finding out if there's anything interesting because obviously the uh, one of the big things every time you do standards and walking standards is the fact that if you're how are do you, how do you hear the double bass uh, with your electric bass i think it's a big thing to think about and a lot of players do use like very different tactics when you think about it it's a really interesting thing Zago, Jaco, Zago, Jaco went full on into that. Well, the Jaco thing, the really nasally sound uh, of, well, they did obviously play a lot of funky stuff, but uh, anyways, and what else uh 
Steve Swallow has that pick thing, which is interesting, going... Going really on the fingerboard and playing with the uh, infamous, what is it, a copper coin or copper pick. Nowadays I have heard that a normal pick will suffice for the master. But really interesting different tactics. I don't know... Well, Anthony Jackson probably plays a lot with uh, with just his thumb palm muted, I think. He really likes that sound, but then again he doesn't have a tone control. You could have some uh, conspiracy theories if that matters or not when you are just fully open with your tone tone and you gotta do something to fatten it up fatten it up so you might use your uh, palm mute technique or something like that gonna be trying out things i maybe i'll report on those do a bigger episode later on do a whole powerpoint <laughs> presentation on the subject if anybody wants that. I think that's interesting and it's very bass related, obviously. But we'll see. Um, so yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, gotta talk about what kind of relates to all of this. The what I keep working on uh, every time in my in my uh, every day on my training things i think the most important part of my training routine is connected to all of this especially this jazz stuff and it's really getting a boost with the whole getting to play with a band uh, some jazz standards and all of that so last week i talked about how i start my day which is always with scales arpeggios really theory type of stuff and pretty much the next thing I do every day at least for the next two hours until I might head to lunch is uh, a two-hour session of just uh, improvisation jazz improvisation mostly uh, solo might do other things but on my schedule it's a solo two five ones and then one hour of two five ones and different things on top of those and then another hour doing uh, songs and i try to think about the whole training thing in a way that if i have something that uh, really takes up my time from the day uh, i usually try to do the melody stuff uh, the solo stuff at least and then cut from any anything else. I think that the soloing is just uh, really crucial right now. Not that I wanna be the greatest soloistic soloist on the bass. I'm not really, maybe not that, but just the amount of um, thinking and discovering and uh, music. I get to do and it's pretty simple putting on that 251 or something backing track and then 
playing things on top of it. I might do a more baseline-esque rhythm thing, but then again, it's all pretty much just soloing over changes, so I call it soloing. And it's I think it's just a really, really big important part right now of my training to be just processing the music so much. I have so many scales I need to be learning, so many songs I need to be learning, so many ways I need to be able to use different scales and chords and ideas into different songs. So I think in a lot of ways that uh, soloing is the biggest part that I need to work on right now. Not just to be a soloist, but to be a good musician in a lot of ways. That and maybe uh, how uh, how to hear music better, but that at another time. So yeah, two, hour, two hours of those sessions. So every day I do a, a major and a minor 251 for an hour. And then the second hour is I have <laughs> two basic jazz standards that I need need to learn for my uh, school need uh, to play in my final examination which are a minor a minor jazz blues in the style of um, Mr. PC and then the um, uh, rhythm changes which is just you know I think everyone can agree or maybe not everyone there's some pretty mad jazz cats out there obviously and they might have other ideas but rhythm changes is just a really difficult chord progression to play over especially when the speeds go up because obviously there's a lot a lot a lot a lot going on at least for a simple bass man like myself but now uh, I haven't been playing those two songs that much. I've been playing this because I've got this new uh, project going on and uh, n- a lot of new songs with that, like six jazz standards on top of, top of that I ha- that I haven't really ever played properly properly before, I think. So I've been working on those for the past two weeks, mostly in this. Just playing them through and thinking about them and trying to use my uh, training schedule soloing things on top of those songs so I really understand the music, hear a lot of it, learn it, understand it and then be able to use these things obviously in new songs. That's the whole point of learning music. (laughs) Learning to play music is to do it more efficiently and stuff like that so it doesn't bother me that i haven't been playing those exact two songs songs for a couple of weeks now but i probably should get back to them like obviously i want to be able to do like solo uh, without accompaniment on the rhythm changes and feel pretty okay with it that's like that would be really awesome also probably not gonna happen because God damn, rhythm changes just murder murders me, absolutely murders me. I don't know if I hate it or love it. Maybe a year from now when I play play it in my uh, final exam and get out of this school, maybe I'll never want to be rhythm changes again. But then again, I'll probably have to, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I do 
two hours and then mm, I'm just looking at my schedule thingy if there's any more parts to that no not right now uh, improvisation obviously goes into a lot of other parts of music <laughs> and also my training which is not music just training goes into a lot of other parts that I'll be using it more later on but now it's just the two hours which is I think a big slot from my day where I try to do at least pretty much one of everything type of a deal um, but yeah I do really enjoy it I would like to be able to play more solos over this solo that I done this solo arrangements of these standards and I would really like to be able to play uh, a solo for many of those to make actual music actual kind of a actual jazz music going on obviously solo so it's not gonna be that <laughs> uh, jazz but to be able to play these full versions of these songs that would be really cool or more than just country roads and stuff like that but country roads ain't bad in bad there's a couple of interesting changes going on and so it's not i'm not saying anything bad about it just in a way for uh, i've been playing that uh, in a sentimental mood that's been really difficult to play solos over without accompaniment maybe because it's so slow a real ballads ballad but yeah to be able to play these whole songs would be cool <laughs> maybe even play gigs all by myself with only the bass that would be I think hilarious I don't know if any coffee house would want want that but maybe in the future who knows could be could be interesting but yeah that's that's pretty much it for today uh, got interesting things going on, on so I hope I'll have n music from not this room but from the uh, group practice jazz session I'll put some kind of a clip here and that would probably be really cool we're gonna be talking about the next part of my training uh, thing and got some interesting things coming up with I'm doing a little bit of a mod on my ding wall soon enough as soon as the parts come in maybe I'll through I will uh, I'm gonna kind of combine the vodcast episode with like a proper YouTube video and try to do a before and after clips combine and to to combine them together and then talk about it in a vlogcast episode D probably not gonna be next week but maybe who knows if if it will be if it's next week I get the bass done early enough and get to really play it maybe I'll be able to do next week but uh, at least the parts should, should probably arrive next week but you know getting it modded and all that stuff um, 
is gonna probably take a while and then do really <laughs> be familiar with it with it again will probably be uh, another thing but anyways uh, yeah that's this episode today uh, I hope you inso- enjoyed uh, and this this was the bass solo podcast episode 8 Um, I was the host, Severi Lehtimäki, <laughs> solo host, me here rambling about nothing again. And I, I'll see you guys next week.